This podcast is brought to you from our friends at Tinkata Protective Fabrics, Emergency Networking, MagnaGrip, and IFSTA. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another edition of your favorite uh, every couple month radio show. It's uh, the Larry Conley radio show. Once again, I'm not Larry Conley. And let me let me just be honest with you. We barely got him on today because uh, he's in such demand down at the White Castle. But anyway, uh, we're happy today to have him and a fantastic guest with us. Uh, today is uh, Chief Craig Hay. And so we're going to have a great conversation, a lot of fun. But without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. Everybody's favorite chocolate thunder. Deputy Chief of Training for Collinsville, Larry Conn. All right. Thank you. Thank you for another, another, um, it's a blessing to do another episode. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, it is. That doesn't happen. People I know who, as uh, my grandmother said, gone to glory. And, mm. uh, and uh, some people are not with us anymore. And um, but it's always a blessing to be back. Um, speaking of grandmother, yesterday was grandmother's birthday, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. math is right. She's been 108 years old, and um, mm-hmm. wow, a long time. But um, but so anyway, I sometimes think about some of her um, wisdom mm-hmm. and things I miss, and and uh, yeah. Her being just grandmother, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like Mommy Lane's mama, <laughs> grandmama, and uh, mm-hmm. felt like she was everybody's mama, you know, the way she, yeah. she carried yeah, all my friends, got, yeah. she was their mama too. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely. But we wouldn't be the reason I'm bringing it up because we wouldn't be here today on this mm-hmm. podcast. Was right. mm-hmm. uh, Wade Holland. Uh, no, that's- the, the third. That's the truth. <laughs> respect, <laughs> respect. Mm-hmm. One day I'm gonna have a daughter, and she gonna have some some boys, and they gonna have mm-hmm. this in the future a thing called a potty mm-hmm. cat or something like that. That's a great idea. they'll be on this thing called a television of on uh, talking. And mm-hmm. on the laptop, you know, you see, you think I'm making it up. You'll see, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. They thought she was crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord, oh, the device oh, called the lap dance. Wait a minute, right. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, ladies, no, don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Yeah, just like story. she predicted, we're we're here, you know. And um, I don't know if you if you guys are a big fan of the Jetsons. I remember as a kid. Watching the Jetsons. Oh my goodness! Art imitates, uh, 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 you know, life mm-hmm. and old James Bond movies, and you know, watching mm-hmm. the Jetsons, and they talk on TV and they talk to screens and all that. <laughs> who would have thunk it? You know, who would have thunk that? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing exactly. You're now. on your phone talking. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. that's crazy. Who you talking to? Amazing yeah. stuff. They I'm had party sure. lines, but you couldn't see the party you were talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear them, you know. <laughs> I'm just amazed that you could just, I, and I still do that. I got too many Amazon 
boxes in my house. That's why I have to have glad to recycle people come every Thursday. So otherwise I'm a straight hoarder. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's weird to me that I, I can still do this. I'll be mm-hmm. going through my phone, see mm-hmm. something. I can use that. Mm-hmm. I press a button. Mm-hmm. And it and I used to exaggerate and say, wow, it seemed like within hours. But remember back in the day it was days. Mm-hmm. Now order yeah. something and they'll say get it today by five o'clock. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Today? <laughs> I feel like Lil John. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. These days, you know. But what I'm also um, glad about, and uh, I think the last time I um, taught a class, we were talking about the fire service and the traditions and the advancements and the traditions in the fire service. And I made the comment that, you know, because these days we're moving toward, you know, one day there might be something, God forbid, as electric fire trucks, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to speak too much on that because uh, Craig Hayes is a progressive guy. He might say, oh, we <laughs> we talking about the fire trucks? We've done some research. I'm not uh-huh. going to speak on that. I'm going to leave that one alone tonight. We're not, yeah, we're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. But for us old heads, and Craig is old, but he's a progressive old head. But, you know, yeah, but me. But where I'm going with that is that, um, you know, imagine the electric fire trucks is going to be a mm-hmm. weird occurrence. But, um, but no matter how fancy fire trucks get, no matter how fancy uh, new techniques and new technology and all that get, and we are blessed to have technology. Make no mistake, I enjoy um, different parts of it. However, nothing beats to me as being a firefighter the connection of there was there was um, fire has always been a principle. Water has always been a principle, and even in caveman time, they had the, you know the the whatever was running out the the fire cave <laughs> to go put the fire <laughs> stuff to the fire, and they had to use a container, whether it was a bucket or rock or, or something, to go put the fire out. Mm-hmm. That has not changed, technology or not. That has not changed. So it's really cool to be part of something that's, for now, unchanging, I guess, until you uh, develop robots that will put us out of business. But right now, as a firefighter, you still have to find this water source, run it through, you know, the distribution system, which is a lot of times the apparatus, and then, uh, and, and that distribution holder through the various degrees of, and diameters of hoses and appliances and you put the fire out still in hand contact when it comes to that and so it's still part of that and holding on to that until that gets replaced maybe one day hopefully I'm not here by then hopefully I'm and <laughs> that fun is over but 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 thank thank God we still can do cool stuff like that even with 
you know. But um, but I like talking principles. David and I have been doing a program for about a dozen years now. And, um, and I think the reason it's still uh, prevalent today and, uh, and it keeps evolving. Uh, Mama Elaine said this a long time ago in our planning is that this is like a gold mine. You keep digging, you're going to keep on getting stuff from the same mine that's going to, you know, benefit us going forward. And we didn't know when we started that um, um, things like mental health and things like that. That wasn't, it was talked about, but it wasn't championed as, as much as it is now. And it needs to be championed even more, you know, going. But um, have has evolved to even address that issue just because we kept finding, you know, in the in the principle um, personal leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that up as far as making that connection and segue is because there are a few people who come to town and, and Chief Hayes can probably speak on this. They come to town and they like snake oil salesmen. You got the latest fire thing or the latest mnemonic or the latest whatever. And then you hear about it, it's hot, it hits the internet. And then all of a sudden you really don't hear about it too much anymore, you know? And then that, or that person's always chasing the new thing to talk about, to keep up, to stay in the spotlight. And, but I've, uh, I've always been attracted to in this service is principled people. Hmm. People who stay principled, people who are like fire and water. They was here before we got here and they're going to be here when we're gone because hmm. of where we live dictate these principles. Hmm. Uh, and so when you meet principled people, you just tend to be attracted to them. And uh, when we first heard about Craig Haig, uh, we didn't know from anybody else, you know. He was a, mm-hmm. yeah, was a chief in somewhewhereville, Illinois, you know. Less <laughs> enough to go teach for him, <laughs> but we didn't, I mean, just to be honest, we didn't. No disrespect, we didn't know him. He was, he was a, right. you know. So, but once we got to talking to him and got to know him, we picked up right away that we were dealing with principle. We were dealing with. Mm-hmm. We were dealing with water. We were dealing with integrity. We were dealing with fidelity. We were dealing with, um, you know, some principles that, no matter what technology, right, uh, where you're fighting fires, whatever mm-hmm. principles prevail. Principles win, and uh, we are always happy to do what we do because we really try to keep it grounded in principles. And we meet mm-hmm. other people who are grounded in principles. It's just fun to have those kind of conversations. And Absolutely. a few years back, we had um, Chief Hay. Uh, he was still employed at that point. And, <laughs> and we had him on the show. Now he's working at Popeye's. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's called I tried Popeyes. to go to White Castle, but they yeah, were yeah, taking Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I, 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 I I didn't yeah, want to have that store, you know. Yeah, I had my lock, you know. Like I'd be throwing shade at you, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 um, but, you know, had a very storied career. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just a um, kind of person that you knew that um, he had a progressive fire, fire department. We saw that when we were up there with some of the studies you guys we're doing you know, people hooked mm-hmm. up to different <laughs> noids and solenoids and stuff. <laughs> 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 
what's going on here? You know, this place. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but it, it was just cool to see that kind of progression. And then uh, a, a common friend in David Woodard and, um, and down in, uh, at the lake, and we and saw you speak there. That's the first time I saw you speak. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, very powerful, very principled. And um, so we, we said the last time we had you on the show that we was going to have you back, and I'm glad to we was able to make time for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I always have some takeaways from people I talked to before. And one takeaway I remember the last time, and it has been I've seen the good and bad of it, and um, and man, you you were right on point. That's succession planning. And I know we mm-hmm. talked a lot on the last about how important succession planning is, and how important yes. it is to yes. um, not only do your job, but for the longevity and the quality of the job going forward, have somebody else in the hopper ready to go, and you. Yeah contributed to their success already. You're not arrogant right. enough to I'm going to be here forever. You're not arrogant enough to think it's all mine, 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 and you got to figure it out yourself. You pay it forward, you invest, you do what you to make sure that the fire, not only your fire service, but the fire service as a whole stay, stays, you know, in the forward moving progressive. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. You can't think that way unless you are based in principle. You know. Mm -hmm. So, um, So anyway, since then, you wrote a book. Uh, you retired, and um, and we're going to get you in Collinsville soon. I'm working, I'm learning a lot of stuff about management and budgets and <laughs> all that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, so it's it's easier said than done. You know, like I'm like, oh yeah, man, I can get you. Then I go to the budget, be like, maybe not right now, you know. So let's let's hold off on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but it's, but it's, it's going to happen. But my point is, is that. I still want to circle back and make sure that uh, yeah, I know we stay in touch sporadically mm-hmm. through social media. We reach out when we see something, and so I consider you a good friend in that regard. And you can't go anywhere and say anything by Craig K. Hey, like, man, that's the guy, right? That's a great guy. Mm-hmm. It's funny. We we me and David have been in situations where we'll say, "Oh yeah, you know, so and so," and then people get quiet and be like, "Oops." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up in all circles, you know. Yeah, like, never, never mind. Yeah, yeah well, never mind. And, you know, sorry, we really brought that person up. You know, mm-hmm. but the firefighters will tell you, you know, that person's an a hole or mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe they, they it ain't no. The one thing I loved, always loved about the fire service is straightforward. They don't. Pull punches. You either people either like you or they don't, or mm-hmm. they like you or they don't, and you know right then for the most part, you know what's up. But I want to get you back on the show because it's always a great conversation in leadership, uh, great conversation in strategic and succession planning, which I know are topics of yours. I really want to drill down some more because I think last time we talked, we we talked about it, but we said we was going to have you back to really drill. Those and how it can really help people watching the show. 
about the importance of leadership, succession planning, um, being a principal person. Um, you're not afraid um, to proclaim your your love for um, you know um, God and Christ and the whole thing. And in days, sometimes that could be frowned upon, and you know maybe mess up some of your real estate, but well, it doesn't matter, you know. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, Dave has introduced me, but I'm introduced our good friend, retired chief and president of Hague Solutions LLC, mm. uh, actually ran by his that's a real brains operation. Just say, that's what's really got the solution as well. Yeah. You, 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 you smack yeah. them on the butt with the folders. They're going out there and make that money, Craig. You know, so. <laughs> that is exactly how it goes. You you know how you know how it plays out well. <laughs> right, right, right. So how you doing? Welcome back. And have what's been going on with you in the last few years since we uh had you on the show? Well, man, I uh, I appreciate being back. It's uh, I love spending time with you guys. I love being on the show, and uh, this is it's it's just a consistently a, a real privilege for me to to do this. So, thanks for thanks for having me back this evening and, and a chance for us to get the chance to talk. So, as you alluded to, um, I retired. Uh, mm. It's been uh, it'll be it was two years this past July. So um, yeah. it. It seems like it's been two months, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's been two years. But the mm-hmm. the inter the interesting thing, I think, um, you know, I think last time I was with you, we talked quite a bit about succession planning and uh, that those aspects associated with with moving your organization forward for the long haul versus um, you know just the just the time frame that that you have to be there. Um, in the in my retirement, we really executed a promise that I made to the city council uh, 19 years earlier, and uh, we I came in uh, from the outside uh, the department as the outside chief uh, at Hanover Park. Um, they they thought they had a problem. They thought they needed to hire outside as a as a bunch of departments do, and uh, they followed that what I call the new broom sweeps clean theory. They're going to, they're going to come get somebody from the outside, bring them in. They're going to come in. They're going to solve all the problems and things are going to be better. Um, the reality of that situation was, is that um, they, they really didn't have the problems they thought they had. There were some really, really good folks at city hall. There were some really, really good folks at the fire department and they just simply weren't communicating. And so um, wow. I told I told them when they when they offered me the job, I said, "Okay, look, here's here's the dig, or here's the gig. This is what you're gonna this is what you're gonna get if you get me, and if you don't want that, then you know you should probably grab one of the other guys that that you've been talking to." But I told them, I said, "I said, look, at I, I don't think it's a good idea for most organizations to hire from the outside for their top spot. I know it sometimes it has to happen, and, I, and there's a number of reasons why that takes place, but." Um, I generally think it's a bad idea. And um, so if you hire me, what you what you get with me is that I'll come in and we'll figure out what's going on. We'll look at recruitment. We'll look at um, hiring. We'll look at onboarding. We'll look at career development and progression and getting our people trained, which is 
what really got us introduced together when you guys came as part of our officer development program, mm -hmm. but that I said, my goal will be that I will be the last outside fire chief that Hanover Park ever has to hire. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know that that'll play out that way, but certainly that mm -hmm. is what my goal is. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its Fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit emergencynetworking.com. So uh, we spent 19 years working really, really hard on that issue as it relates to succession planning. And, you know, when you when you say to the fire service, hey, let's talk about succession planning. Let's let's we need to do it. We need to have it. We need to build it. Generally, I would say, one, we as the fire service, we don't have a clue what succession planning is. Uh, we don't we don't understand it. We don't know what to do with it. Um, you know, I talked to I talked to fire chiefs that are two years from retirement and they say, oh, man. My city council's telling me I got to I got to get involved and get some succession planning going. I'm like, dude, if you're two years away from retirement, yeah. you too missed late. it. You're, you're too late. It takes a generation to grow and develop succession. Mm -hmm. planning. So when we when we started it, uh, we were we were in some ways uh, blazing an unknown path because there wasn't a lot of models to follow. But. Mm -hmm. Uh, where ultimately we got to, um, I had I had served as, as the fire chief at Hanover Park uh, 19 years. I, I had I had maxed my pension here in the state of <laughs> Illinois. Um, so we were we were in that in that scenario where, as we were growing and developing the leadership team um, of the organization, um, uh, Chief Eric Fors, uh, my my uh, deputy chief and um, uh, executive officer. Eric was ready to be fire chief. Uh, he was, he was, he had prepared himself. He had his master's degree. He had, he had been involved in, in leading the organization for a number of years and he wanted to be fire chief. And mm -hmm. so it was at that point where, um, if you're going to do succession planning and you're, and you're going to do it well and you're the fire chief, at some point you're the guy in the way. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden I'm the guy in the way. And, and, and I knew it was coming, um, but you don't ever really know it's coming until you, until, you know, you get there and you step back and you say, okay, it's, it really is time for, for Eric to be chief. So um, we had some, we had some great conversations and said, okay, um, if you're ready, it's time for me to, it's time for me to step aside uh, we had conversations with the city manager and the mayor, and and so everybody knew that it was going to take place. Um, but um, I stepped out of the picture, and we 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 moved uh, Eric up. It was uh, probably one of the cooler experiences of of, of my professional career. We're standing mm -hmm. we're standing in front of city council chambers, and I actually took off my chief's badge, handed it mm -hmm. to the mayor, so that wow. so that he could be pinned. Um, and sworn in there as the as the new fire chief, and and has and has done a great job uh, mm -hmm. in the in the time he's been there. So when we talk about succession planning and my retirement, they're they're really 
completely married and sealed together because the retirement, I wasn't ready to walk away from the fire service, but, but it was a fulfillment of a commitment I made to the city council when they hired me to say, at some point I'm going to get out of the way and I'm going to let mm-hmm. the next generation lead the organization forward. Mm-hmm. So that's, wow. yeah. that's, that's, that's what got me there. Um, hmm. And then it was, okay, I got to figure out what to do. So I guess I'll go to work for my wife. But <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it cool to be able to, to do that on a well-planned principal term than being mm-hmm. forced out or um, somehow some kind of, I don't know, an unpublished war that you have with the mm. next person coming up and you kind of begrudgingly are going through the motions in front of city council. Mm. You know, isn't it cool to just be able to do it on uh, a, on just based on your success terms? So mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, I, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, it was, it was pretty special for me to get to watch mm-hmm. this succession plan model play out. We had we had mm-hmm. grown and developed staff, and we'd had retirements at all various ranks, but we hadn't had that top position turnover. So it was pretty special for me to step back and say, "Okay, did we get it? Did we get it right? I believe we got it right," and uh, and to, and to watch the transition um, actually take place. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was um, I guess selfish for me to say, but um, I was able to. I was able to step out of the position. I I hadn't like so many fire chiefs that sometimes to no fault of their own had got involved in a scandal or or something bad had happened in the organization and and the being in the top spot, the heat rolls down to you. You're you're where the buck stops, and all of a sudden you find yourself uh, on the outside of the organization. And, mm-hmm. and the other, the other thing that just really was, was profound to me in all of the, uh, you know, 25 plus years that I served in a, in a position wearing five bugles is that I never had a line of duty death and mm-hmm. I had some injuries. I had some serious injuries. We had some folks that, that went off and were pensioned off because of their injuries. Um, but I never had a, I never had a line of duty death under my watch and, I just, I remember leaving the day, I remember leaving the day that um, they had my walkout ceremony, which was, which was just incredible. I, I, I feel so blessed that they, they treated me and sent me off the way they did. But um, I remember, I remember leaving and thinking um, I didn't, I didn't go out with a scandal that was going to be a problem or, or that it forced me out. And I, and I had never, I had never had a line of duty death. And I just really, I just really felt blessed for both of those things. IFSTA is dedicated to updating firefighting techniques and safety through the creation of our manuals, apps, curriculum, resource one, and more. Our high quality, technically accurate, and affordable training and education materials have made us a worldwide leader of the fire service. Visit us at ifsta.org for more information. Mm-hmm. One out of two ain't bad for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, but um, that that's a great uh, that's a great legacy to live. You know, for example for your successor. You know, uh, the uh, what what kind of gets you thinking in the mindset of 
succession plan in the way of drilling down because a lot of people know it in theory, but they don't put any active, um, um, you know, nothing active behind it. They don't put together a game plan. Mm -hmm. It's it's a nice thing to talk about. It sounds good, like if you but but what made you say, look, I'm getting ready to do it because I guess. I know succession planning has always been around, let's say they have, and probably more in the corporate world than ever. But in the fire service, <clears throat> at least, and maybe I wasn't exposed to it, at least for me, it didn't feel like it was always a a a, a, a strong topic in the mm-hmm. fire service. Like, um, you know, maybe, you know, Fred, he's been here pretty long. Maybe he'll want the job when I'm gone or, you know, it was just, a haphazard way to pass mm-hmm. book or whatever, and you just kind of it was a roll of the dice that maybe the next person will come in and do it better. But that's different than having an intentional game plan where here I am, here's the end vision of where we want the department to go. Who's ready to step up and be mentored, so to speak, in that vein, and then ready to take the reins on and mm-hmm. then successful succession planning and so because you started 19 years ago and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i don't feel like 19 years ago that this was a big word big deal big topic it sounds like now more and more people are realizing it and they're doing it because the fire department a lot of fire departments especially the older ones are kind of aging and the guy in 40 years they don't have a game plan (laughs) who's going to really be after them then the to me the curve is going to take a serious dive before the chance of rising back up and session planning would meet that and keep things rising so uh so being kind of a visionary and you can correct me if i'm wrong but being kind of visionary we know what what sparked you to think like that and even better what sparked you to execute so you can have this type of uh, um, outcome. Success, outcome he froze. Yeah, I think he froze. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, right. there you go. Do you, uh, I don't know why Maybe, maybe yeah. Get kicked yeah, off or something over here. I, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, it, 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 it was a hard question. For you had a break before you get a success and play and get a party break. Did you hear the question? If I picked it up before whatever happened and the you know I got knocked off, was uh, mm-hmm. the question of what actually like led me down that path to think about succession planning. That, that yeah. sum it up? Yes, yes. So it was, it's kind of a feels like it's more of a a newer topic. I know it's not a new topic. Yeah. It feels like it's more of a newer topic. And you kind of started this, this game plan 19 years ago. I was just trying to get in your headspace of what made you think about it, what made you execute, and, you know, to be that kind of visionary that it ends up with this successful outcome now. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, 
and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit TenkataFabrics.com slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology, only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. You know, that's a, that's a really interesting question. And I honestly, I don't, I don't know that I have a, I've got a, a super good answer for it. Um, I, as I, as I think of, about um, back at that time when we, when we were, um, you know, starting to, starting to talk about succession planning and what the organization would look like and where we were, where we were going to go. Um, I remember I had seen uh, over the years uh, so many fire departments that had went outside for fire chiefs and they would they would go they would go hire somebody they would bring them in the door um they didn't know the culture of the organization they didn't know the players they didn't they didn't really understand what it was to be a member of that that department and um that they would they would come in and they would impart uh, in so many ways, the organization that they just left, mm-hmm. and they would and they would try and take that department and make it make it what they what they just left, mm-hmm. instead of actually coming in the door and saying, "Okay, I, I work for a new organization, and I need to learn this organization. I need to learn the players. I need to know the mm-hmm. culture. I need to need to learn what's important and the people we serve and the mm-hmm. expectations. And I'll change myself as the boss to lead that organization." I remember thinking that I, I, I have watched so many times that not occur and mm-hmm. that the that transition of that new player at the top spot into the organization didn't go well. It was it was in many ways just a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And you had you had the the entrenched folks that were part of the organization that that mm-hmm. were working really hard to do a good job. And they were being pulled by a by a new boss that that in many ways just didn't understand. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking about that and thinking that's a really bad idea. That that's not that's not where it is that we that we need to be. Um, and I and I would say the other the other side or the other aspect that as, as I think back and reflect on that that was important to me is. Um, whether as some people some people would say that th- this is a weakness on my side as a as a boss um and i i would argue i don't think it is but you know we all got blinders on it occasionally but that um i have always found that i i really love my people and and i i i care for them i care for their families i i i feel a deep responsibility to take care of them and I want to see them succeed. I want to see them operate and perform at their best. And so one of the ways for them to succeed and do well and operate and have opportunities to do some pretty cool things is to step into leadership positions, whether that is, you know, you're the, you're the quartermaster that, and you're, you're managing uniforms all the way up through an officer position leading in some of the senior levels of the organization. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess one of my people to succeed. And I felt like it was my responsibility to um, help them to do that. 
So if, as I think about it, I think that I'd watched enough organizations come apart and my overall care and passion and desire to see my people succeed and do well. I think those things kind of married together to start me thinking about this succession planning topic. Um, but yeah, that's a really, that's a, a really pretty interesting question for you to ask me because I, one, I've not really thought about much. Let me ask the last interesting question Larry's going to give you. Let me just be honest with you. Um, but, but no, I mean, that's what we're doing Larry Conley show. We ask interesting <laughs> questions. Right, exactly. Uh, us and Dan Rather. Um, yeah. oh, um, but that, what you, your answer made me think about, uh, and, and this is me just getting your perspective on me. I'm, everybody knows. Uh, I'm not a firefighter, but I, I have eaten many times at that mm -hmm. firehouse subs. Let me just tell you. I'm succession planning the next sub right now. But anyway, um, the thing where you're saying you want to see your uh, people succeed, and you therefore, and I'm I'm putting this paraphrase on, you're then investing in that way in in them succeeding, that's got to be inspirational for not only the person who would be being, you know, like trained and, and uh, groomed, for lack of a better term, to mm -hmm. to take that spot when you leave, but the, the example that that's setting, the inspirational example that that's setting for the other people in the department that, hey, if I really have aspirations to move up or to move you know, to the executive level or anything that I would want to do to better myself in the fire service, here is uh, a chief, somebody in the top spot who sets the tone for the organization that we invest in your inspiration. I guess I'm asking you, that sounds like a rarity to me. Like it yeah. sounds like an idea that a lot of people might have, but not something that a lot of departments would necessarily uh, do. And I'm asking you, mm -hmm. do you think that there is currently like a a challenge with getting people inspired to uh, take on the top spot? You know, um, and do you think that yeah. part of that is due to uh, a lack of, you know, what you were, were trying to institute uh, at Hanover Park? Yeah, I, I would say yes in a, in a couple different aspects of that. Um, one, um, I, th I think that uh, there are not a lot of organizations that are uh, willing to commit the, the time and the resources, the financial resources mm -hmm. um, to support and grow and develop their people. We, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about and we, you know, you, you, here you go to these conferences and you, and you talk to leaders and they're like, Oh, we invest in our people. We invest in our people. Mm -hmm. We invest in our people. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you really start to boil that down and you say, Hey, we invest in our people. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty nice thing that they throw out. But when you, when you start to uncover a little bit and dig, dig down into what they're actually doing, it's a, it's a inch wide and a mile deep. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a it's an inch deep and a mile wide. There's just not yeah. you know there's just not much there. It's a good talking point. Um, mm. So I don't think that there's a lot of organizations that that really spend the time um, focusing on developing their folks. Those that do, mm. those that I get the opportunity to talk to, um, 
those, those organizations are, are rare, but I would argue there are some of the finest fire service organizations that exist out there uh, because mm-hmm. they're, they're, their leadership is really dedicated to, to, you know, working with their staff to, to grow them and develop them and help them progress and, and move forward and, and really, really be the best that they can be with the skill set that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. The, the, second, the second part of that that I, I would say, which I, I think is pretty interesting in um, today's fire service world, um, and I would say I should probably say much more emergency services because it's it's mm-hmm. it's I see it equally occurring in, in law enforcement as well. And is this issue of there's a lot of folks that won't, even though they may have the ability, even though they prepared themselves, they refuse to go after or step into those those top positions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we we've talked about for a long time in our business that uh, we live in a glass house and our people are much more perceptive than what maybe we give them credit for. Um, Mm -hmm. What I'm seeing a lot of, and and I, I saw it in, in the last three, four, five years where I was actually at the department. I, I certainly see it now in uh, the work I do as a, as a public safety consultant across the country. But as our folks in these organizations, they, they watch how their, the senior leadership, the fire chief, the deputy chief, those, those players at the top of the organization, they watch their workload. They watch and see the stress. They see the, the, the personality changes that actually occur. Uh, I would say mm-hmm. that an awful lot of us, by the time we leave that, that top spot, um, our mental health is not always really good. Uh, because mm-hmm. of the the twenty four hour connectedness, the unrealistic expectations, that mm-hmm. I mean, you just get the tar beat out of you in those top spots. Mm-hmm. And I think our people see that, and they watch that, and they they see that oftentimes um, you're between a rock and a hard place. Um, mm-hmm. You've got you got a, a city manager and a city council and elected officials, whatever whatever that is for your community. They're over here on one side and they got a solid, firm, strong position of this is where we're going to be. This is where we need to lead the fire department. And then you got your, you got your union folks or your, or your, or your firefighters over here and they're, they've dug in, they've entrenched. This is what we're going to do. And the player in the middle is the fire chief Mm -hmm. or the deputy or that, that, that lead senior leadership team. And there's no right answer. You either, Mm -hmm. either way, anything that you do, is is going to be is going to be um, is going to be challenged and beat up and um, in some cases if you if you take a position that's uh, that's adverse to the position of your of your city manager and your elected official you're unemployed and so uh, I see I see a lot of folks today that look at those positions and say it's not worth the risk I'm not I'm not going to do it. And, and that, that stifles any succession planning process that you've built in place, um, that it just, it, it, it completely shuts it down because the, the folks won't, they won't step in. And then, you know, you go outside and, and, and you do a search for, uh, you know, somebody that's going to come into your organization. And, and I mean, I, I will tell you, I, I see now much more than I did when, when I was actually, uh, wearing a uniform to work every day, 
Um, we unfortunately have folks in our business that will sell their soul for a gold badge and five bugles. And they shouldn't be in the spot leading an organization. But mm -hmm. when you have your really good folks that, that won't do it because they, they see the challenges, um, yeah. it, puts exactly. us, it puts us in a tough spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, um, <laughs> that's kind of a spot on way to look at it being in that position now. And, um, and let me say this, I'm not saying it because, you know, I feel like, oh my God, whatever I got myself into because it's definitely been a blessing. It's definitely a serious um, learning curve. And, um, and, and so to balance my response with this is that, yes, I'm glad that I'm in the position to um, serve even better in the fire service or serve more, serve in a different capacity. Um, was happy to be a company officer. I'm happy to be a chief officer now. I am learning that there's more to it than meets the eye. And I guess I don't know if it's age or, you know, finally get to see the the you know the little man behind the wizard stuff. But you know, <laughs> when, you, when you first started, you're like, man, if I could just be captain one day, and then you're like, Ugh. man, if I could just be chief one day. Like, uh, so my point is, you know, when you were when you were wishing for it, it was like it seemed like, man, you know, life. My life would be set at that point, and so mm -hmm. you got to have a lot of internal internal fortitude to uh, to to do this kind of stuff because mm -hmm. it does take a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of knowing how to negotiate. It takes a lot of listening to all sides and trying to come up with the the wise, necessarily the right answer, the wisest answer for everything involved, you know. And, um, so when you get your own buggy and your own um, desk and your own office and and all those bugles, um, the price to pay for all that, you know. So mm -hmm. and you get your own office so you can escape after you came out of a meeting. There's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for going out and getting in the buggy and going for a drive too. Hey, hey, I got to get out of here for a little bit. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I know we, uh, one time my fire chief did the same thing. We came out of a kind of a challenging meeting. And uh, so he came outside. I don't know why I was outside. He came outside and I said, everything okay? He said, you feel like walking with me? I'm like, where are we going? You know, be just a vague answer. You feel like walking with me? You know, yeah. like, it means, you know, so, but, mm -hmm. but we walked and, and, and it started raining. And I remember saying to myself, like, hey, it's raining. Should we be getting back? He didn't care. He was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was just talking like he wasn't nothing happening. I'm trying to be empathetic, <laughs> but I'm like, hey, man, hey, I'm getting wet. Chocolate milk. Yeah, you know, I got to get back to Right, right. So, but, but anyway, seriously, um, um, you know, you have to have a, um, you got to have a love for the, uh, for the job, uh, love for people, and your love for people may, um, since you're not going to always agree, since you are going to run into some, uh, you know, some serious um, negotiations and all kind of different things. 
uh, you got to have a love for people because if you don't love people, um, there's a lot of things that can derail you in people's thoughts and suggestions and and what they think should be. And, you know, it's just a lot of um, um, balancing act. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that whole, um, I don't know if you, you, you know, you watch old variety shows like the Ed Sullivan show, mm-hmm. and then you got spin on the plate. And then yeah. you spin one plate, you spin two plates. And the trick was to keep all the plates spinning without dropping them, you know. And sometimes mm-hmm. the job feels like is that, you know, you're spinning all these plates and you're mm-hmm. trying drop them, you know, to make sure that you leave properly. Mm-hmm. And my prayer, my personal prayer is always that I just want to, I want to lead the wisest way possible to truly serve, um, you know, the people that um, that we lead um, and, and, and do it in a way that's as fair as I can be. It might not it might not always be agreeable, but I, I want at the end of the day say, you know, we didn't really see this way he did, but at least he was fair. It looked like he tried to take a fair approach to it. And at the end of the day, and that's all you can do. You can't. Mm-hmm. You heard that phrase, you want to please everybody, sir, sell ice cream, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't sell ice cream, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it does change. And, you know, I was thinking about what you said. It's unfortunate that it's come to this because I can really see I can really see people looking at things like that, like, wow, I don't want those problems. So I'll just yeah. stay here, get on the fire truck and do the simple stuff and manage my money and, you know, have my work life balance and, and and without the the stress of what you're going through, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, as heavy as the head that wears the crown is really, you know, a true statement. But, but man, I never looked at it like that. So, with that being said, with that viewpoint on it, does that uh, uh, get you get you a lot of business? You could tell. <laughs> it, it, it it does. It, it, it really it really does. Um, when mm. I when I when I retired, I had been. I had been over the years doing a lot of teaching and, and some, I had, I had dabbled in some consulting work, uh, helping some organizations um, look at some things that they had got or that they had going on, trying to, trying to figure out how to be a resource to, to help them. And I got, you know, I fielded it just because I've been a fire chief as long as I had and survived uh, the storms. I was, I was a guy that got called frequently by, by other chiefs that would say, man, how you do this? Uh, what, what do I need to know? Or, I'm going through this situation. Can you just, can you, can you talk me off the, off the ledge or mm-hmm. be a sounding board for me, whatever, whatever that would be. So when, when I decided that I needed to get out of the way and, and let the, the next phase of succession planning move forward, um, the, the, th- decision was made that we would just move into doing full-time consulting work and and helping helping public safety organizations navigate some of these challenges so um my wife and i my wife and i created uh Hague solutions and um you know I, honestly i i thought when when we started i thought well if i could if i could do about 30 hours a week um man i'd I'd be really, I'd be really blessed. That would, 
you know, they're, I'm not that, I'm not that good. There's not that many people that are going to want to talk to me. There's not that many people are going to want my, mm-hmm. my assistance. So if I could, if I could figure out 30 hours a week, I, 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 I did okay. Um, that's not been the case. It is, mm-hmm. um, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is, it is more, more than mm-hmm. full time. And, yeah. and I, I have, um, I have a handful of folks that, that do some work for me and help me out to try and try and um, uh, help organizations out. But it it's it's really it's really interesting um, in this in this new role. I, I mean, I, I get to teach and speak and write and, and do all that stuff that I've always done. And, and that's a little, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of set that aside. That's that's one part of it. But the other the other part is that when these organizations call and say, hey, I, I need I need your help. I need you to come take a look. I need you to help us sort out what's going on. Um, they they, with rare exception, and and, I, and I've been I've been blessed that I've worked with a couple of clients that that they were very forward thinking and and they were like, hey, we we need to go in this direction. We need some expertise to help us help us sort that out. But for the for the most part, it is when I get the call, there's a problem, and mm-hmm. and. and and something something happened, um, or they have got a directive from from uh, from their leadership, you know, the elected officials or the city managers that they need to go a certain direction, and it's we're kind of lost. Um, what what I've been what I've been really surprised by, and when we talk about quality, good leadership in the fire service and the need for folks to step up and, and, and assume those roles. And when people won't, um, I don't think it's healthy for the fire service. I've been, honestly, I've been really surprised at the number of situations that you see that we got called because there was financial mismanagement. Um, folks that folks that did really just they just did really bad things or um, we get called because there's a power struggle and they're trying to they're trying to make themselves look better they're trying to get themselves promoted they're trying to to fight and 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 argue and and position themselves within the organization and ultimately create a create a big train wreck in the organization um, those, those bad actors is usually why I get the phone call that says, "Hey, come, come, take a look and help us sort this out." And I, I will say, I was, I'm, I just have, have, over the last two plus years of, of doing this, I've been really surprised at how mm-hmm. often we see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, I feel like I have. I've served the fire service all these years with kind of rose colored glasses on. And, mm. and, and I didn't really, I didn't really want to know what was going on or I didn't believe it when I would hear things. And now that now with the, with the, with the, you know, what our company does, um, I get thrust into the middle of it and I'm just really shocked by, by some of the, the bad behavior of some of our folks. Do you find that it's harder to, find solutions um, since you have more of a principled approach. You know, sometimes people come in and they're fixers, but they're just fixing. They're, they're not necessarily, maybe necessarily as principled. Maybe being principled would get them a um, 
a good result of yeah, you're what we you're you're the answer we needed. Sometimes you come in and say, well, we're gonna have to do it a little more principled, and this may hurt a bit, but it's gonna have to happen for long term solutions. Um, do you find yourself um, kind of bumping heads of trying to stay principled to who you are as a person, to your um, principal beliefs and successes, and trying to match that up against some bad actors who may just want you to come in and just fix it and uh, and maybe compromise the principles. Yeah, that um, we we definitely see some of that. Um, one of the one of the the positions that I've taken is as I try to as I try to help organizations um, adjust is that um, there is right and wrong. And um, there's 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 a principled way to approach right and wrong, and I'm going to give you a recommendation based on that. Now, if you decide that you're going to go a different direction, you decide as the as the manager or the elected officials or the fire chief or, or whatever whatever the leadership is there. If you decide you're not going to follow those principles, okay, that's spectacular. That's on you. But the, the report that I'm going to give you, the recommendations that I'm going to give you are going to be based on um, what, I would, what I would argue the difference between right and wrong is going to come down to be. And, and, and sometimes there is pain. Sometimes there's hurt. Sometimes there's some folks that, you know, they need to become successful in somebody else's organization. And, and you got to have the courage to, to bring that forward and say, they're not going to fit here or what they did is wrong. And, and so I, I just, I, I've just taken the position that I'm not going to compromise in the, in the reporting of what they've hired me to do. I'm not going to compromise in, in that principle of right and wrong. I'm just going to bring it forward and they, they get to do what they want to do. But the recommendation for me is, is, is maybe going to be different than what they decide. Right. Right. Can you, yep. can you um, define, I know it sounds like uh, a no-brainer, but succession planning, what, what is the definition of that and how does it look when you, um, when you actually employ it? Uh, that's, that's good stuff. Um, I, I would say the, the best definition I can think of is the developing those who are are coming up through the organization um, to be able to receive the torch of responsibility and then carry that torch going forward um, that's that's how it how I literally how I, I view it in my mind when I when I see it um, what's it what's it look like when it when it occurs Um With when what I had noticed in the, in the years that we worked on it is that um, in the early days when we were just starting succession planning, we were, we were focused on on really recruitment and and hiring and onboarding and starting to do development. You'd have somebody that stepped into a, into an officer position, maybe maybe they they were promoted to lieutenant, and um, it would take them. I would I would say 
even if, even if they were really good and they had been maybe acting up in the role for a, for a number of years as a, as an acting lieutenant, it would still take them probably six months before they really had their act together and could function and do what it is they were supposed to do. What mm -hmm. I what I noticed and it and it became really very obvious to us is as time went by and we continued the process of growing and developing our folks that that time from you know, zero to 60 started to lessen. And so you would, you would have, you would have folks that um, they would, they would get promoted. And instead of six months, it took them three months. And then a couple of years down the road, you'd have new folks that would get promoted. And, you know, a month later, they were, they were a hundred percent ready to go. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that you can ever say um, today your this position and the next day you got a bunch of bunch of bugles on your collar and you're and you you know the transition is there's no time factor in there but what i noticed is that time factor shrank significantly so in my mind when i when i think about the succession planning aspect that's how it works that's how i knew that it was working is those folks were ready to go much 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 sooner and, oh, that's what okay good I was wondering what the outcome, that was going to be my next question, is uh, how does the outcome look so that you know this is, this is working, you know, but I see. Mm -hmm. it was Did you experience it on the, on the, on, before you got to be, uh, before you moved to Hanover Park, like did somebody do that for you? No, um, I, I, I experienced the opposite side of uh, <laughs> what succession planning would be. But depression planning. You would see some motivation to do succession <laughs> planning, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, wa I watched it fail repeatedly <laughs> where we where we didn't do anything. And, yeah. you know, I was like, well, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Let's, um, let's, let's talk about your um, book. Um, why, why are you saying I was getting ready to say that? Talk about your book, the dynamic <laughs> and, uh, and, and and based on some of the stuff we've been talking about, it's definitely an appropriate name for the book. <clears throat> definitely have to be dynamic to be a fire chief. Um, so, uh, but let's talk about uh, the book in the sense that I think it can help a lot of people based on some of the notes and. I think it could definitely help people like me who uh, is pretty much new in the chief officer um, role. And um, even though it's, it's a blessed role, there's still a learning curve, a lot of learning I'm doing now, but um, nothing I don't think I can handle. Just, you know, just unlearning mm -hmm. a lot. The new stuff's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I know I got friends who are um, aspiring to be, you know, promote and, and things of that sort. So it looks like the book kind of kind of walks you through this is where you're going, this is some of the expectations, this is probably some of the things you should be doing to um, help you um, be successful. And it's a good, um, you know, toolbox. And so um, anyway, why don't you kind of walk us through what you want people to get out of the book when they, when they um, read it? Or study, just read it, just study this. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I love I love the term you just used of a toolbox because that that really that really is what it what it's designed to be. Um, one of one of the things when I when I got promoted and and keep in mind as you guys have heard me talk about before they promoted me way before they should have promoted me because I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't ready to be in the spot that I that all of a sudden I found myself in but um, what what I what I learned over the years is that there were there was just skills that I just flat didn't have and and I. I needed to learn them and I needed to learn them quickly and I needed to be able to apply them if I was going to, if I was going to be able to survive. And, and when I, when I tried to learn, I looked for resources. Um, I tried to, you know, there, it wasn't like it is today where you can just Google something and, uh, you know, a bunch of junk will pop up. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, as I was looking for, I was looking for, for, uh, books on on finances or books on the legal issues in the fire service or or pick any any number of topics they didn't exist and um you 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 couldn't find them you would you do your fire officer one and your fire officer two and they were kind of okay programs but they they really didn't give you the stuff that you needed to have and right. so I, I struggled i struggled i struggled mightily trying to figure out how to do some of this stuff and to understand it. Um, and because there was no succession plan, nobody taught me, nobody, nobody modeled the right way. There was no, let me take your hand and show you how to do something. So, um, in, in many ways, it, it uh, what I know was self-taught and, um, and kind of, kind of figured it out. Um, so the, the premise behind the book is, to to help those folks that are in the spot as well as those that are aspiring to be in the top spots um to to, to develop some skill set as well as being a a reference book to say here's how you actually go through and, and do these various aspects um mm -hmm. so we in in writing it, it it was it was one of those things well you know you could write 40 chapters on 40 different things um, I, I took the position to say, okay, let's, let's focus on eight or nine and we'll, we'll see if this is successful for the fire service. We'll see what else we're missing. We'll see what else we need. Maybe we, maybe we need to do some more work, but let's start there. So, um, it was, it was really put together based on, on my personal experience, as well as the questions that folks would call me and ask me, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I actually do budgeting in the fire service? How do I manage how do I manage uh, my finances? How do I how do I do um, long term capital planning? How do I how do I put money away to go after a fire truck so I don't have to ask for a referendum or I don't have to um, I don't have to borrow money or or do some other weird thing to you know Is there some way I can create a savings account where I can pay cash for my apparatus? Absolutely, the answer is the answer, but there's a way to there's a way to do that. Um, uh, succession planning, uh, employee performance evaluations, discipline is a huge, huge, huge issue. And, and I see it all the time with my, with my consulting work is that sometimes I get called because folks don't know how to discipline their employees appropriately. And now they got into trouble and now they're like, yeah. well, come get us out of it. Okay. I don't, I don't know that I can get you out of it cheaply, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, um, 
that's what the, that's what the book is is designed to do and it's in it whether you're a volunteer whether you're a, a, a career fully paid department the skill set is exactly the same um i spend a lot of time talking about that the fire chief needs to view themselves as to what the job really is today um, we always we're firefighters we want to think of ourselves as firefighters the problem is is once you get to the top spot you really are the chief executive officer of the organization and your bosses your the your constituents the elected officials the the city managers they view you as the chief executive officer of the fire department and most of us aren't we don't have the skill set because we were never taught and never developed to be the chief executive officer uh we we got this we got skill set be great firefighters to 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 be great operational folks but that when you're in that top spot that's not usually what they need us to do most of the time so right. so the so the book is designed to really help chiefs focus on those ceo type skills uh at whatever whatever capacity they are in their organization mm. and and to, in many ways just be that flat reference book to say okay we're going to we're going to create an apparatus sinking fund. I convinced the city council that we should do an apparatus sinking fund. So, you know, 20 years down the road, I can pay cash for my new fire truck. Um, how do I do that? Okay. Well, go to the book and it'll teach you how to do it. So, um, it's, it's designed, it's designed to really be that, that, that tool to help chiefs be successful when I don't, I don't necessarily think those tools were, were, easily available or they were written so you couldn't you as the fire chief you couldn't figure it out you'd read it and be like mm. i don't understand what that mm. really means wow, this, is, wow. this is this is a this is a fireman who is writing so that you can figure it out using mm. firefighter terminology and and right. example mm. 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 relatable you know wow. And, and the other the other thing that that I tried to do with the book is um, I, was, I tried to be really transparent. And so mm -hmm. when you're when you're reading it, you will read stories um, that that of of where um, I, I had situations that occur and I worked through them. And some of them will be stories of where I got it right, but there's probably more stories in there where I got it wrong. And what mm -hmm. I what I actually learned from that process, mm -hmm. and so That's I, really I, good. I, I just I just wanted I, I thought you know well we're all kinds of junk where people tell you how great they are well I, I, man I ain't that great so I, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I screwed up what I learned, and so that that's kind of how we put it together. That's a lot more relatable too, because at the moment where you really need the help, you don't feel like the greatest. So sometimes you don't want to hear about some guy who's like, I, I always had this cape on my back. You're like, well, I can't relate to that. But if you see that somebody screwed up like you screwed up, you know what I mean? A lot of times you think, well, yeah, let me see, you know, how they navigated and came out better on the other side of that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds like. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it sounds like you discovered, like, some the principles, you know. I mean, not this, you know, I, might, I use the term discovered, but uh, 
that, you know, there were just principles that, that how you would do things anyway, not just, you know, I come in there and I supposed to fight fires or do whatever, but some of those things are just principles of leadership and principles of how you assess problems and, and figure out solutions. Would you say? I, I think, I think that that hits it very well. I mean, there was there wasn't anybody teaching me for the most part how to do this mm-hmm. junk. I had to figure it out, mm-hmm. and um, and and I feel like you know I was I was really blessed because I mm-hmm. I got to be a fire chief for a long time, and a lot of folks mm-hmm. don't they don't get the opportunity to to be in the top spot for a long time, um, mm-hmm. and they also don't they from day one you're under the gun you don't get the opportunity to learn and 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 figure these things out you're 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 breathing air through a straw because your your head's underwater and um so so for me i i was blessed because of the longevity that i had and i worked for i I worked for for some really good bosses that I think they, I think they realized that was stupid. So they gave me time to kind of, <laughs> to kind of learn some of the things that I needed to learn. And so uh, it's, it's those principles I figured out and I tried to write down and share. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, it's always good when people are transparent because mm-hmm. in, in the internet, the bad, the good and bad about the internet is, you know, definitely, from the informational standpoint and stuff like that. But what really saddens me is when I watch, you know, maybe a firefighter or a department trying to be transparent so they can pass on lessons learned and you got more people responding, being critical. Um, you know, they, they've done everything perfect their whole career. The difference and you just ain't get caught on camera with yours. Yeah, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. It's just funny to, to hear that. But so it, it takes a lot of courage to um, be transparent because a lot of times people don't want to market that because, you know, bad for the brand or whatever the case may be. And I like that you were, um, you know, courageous enough to um, show, you know, some transparency and then also show your victories as well, you know, so mm-hmm. good thing. Um, I was going, you were saying something a little minute ago. I should have wrote it down while you were talking. Um, I think you were saying, take your ginkgo. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in, that's in chapter 10, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the reason I the reason I brought up the thing about principles though is you have stuff that's probably unique to some degree to the profession, but principles are supposed to be something you can apply to your personal life and your professional life. You know, there's not like total opposites or something. You know, this is one thing I'm supposed to do because I'm a chief or whatever your title is. But then I have a whole different way of operating when I'm at home, you know, or dealing with family or whatever. Some some things are just what you're supposed to do, period, as a principle. And uh, yeah, yeah. especially because you're, you're almost always in some kind of leadership role. <clears throat> and to be able to 
put it put it together and and then put it in a book so some you know not just you but whoever wants to improve and and be principal centered can can have that to to refer to I think that's really good, especially for firefighters and people in roles like that, you know, because something sometimes people think all you need to know how to do is fight the fire, but it, the fire is not always a burning building. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I, I think one of the most critical things we can do in leadership is we, we need to be the same dude all the time. Mm. And, 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 and oftentimes we're not. Oftentimes we, 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 we put on the gold badge and the white shirt and the, and the bugles on our collar. And, and it's this, this false mask of what we, what we project to folks, um, in the role. But, but when you take that stuff off, you're a very different person. And, um, man, that doesn't, that doesn't work. You, your, your principles, your guiding principles need to be the same principles where you got that uniform on or not. And, Mm -hmm. um, and and sometimes that, you know, that's a that's a nice thing to say, but it's a struggle to live out. Um, I mean, we we all got we all got egos. We all got, um, you know, the the things that we say. Hey, we're gonna we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna let anybody know that. You know, that's not that's, we don't want anybody to know that information about us. Mm-hmm. And um, that 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 becomes that becomes a a, a tough spot to to be in. The other thing that struck me as you as you spoke is um, the most success that I've had with the book since it was been published is not in the fire service. I the 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 vast the vast majority of the books that we have sold so far have been sold to the private sector business world, which mm. um, I'm blown away. Buy. Yeah, that's amazing. And and these these folks call and they'll come. They'll say, "Hey, we want you to we want you to come speak to our conference. We want you to be the keynote, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and and come talk to us about leadership principles." And I'm like, I'm like, man, you guys, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fireman. You guys make mm-hmm. you guys make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in your business, mm-hmm. and I, you want me to come talk to you about leadership? That seems kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. But no, but. Uh, they they're struggling just like we are, um, and and having uh, always been a fireman, never lived in the in the outside world. I, I don't you know I don't know what that's like. So now mm-hmm. you get a little bit of a glimpse of that, and they're interested in my book. They want to buy my book, and they want me to talk about these things with them. Has been mm-hmm. has been really interesting, and has and has led me to think more about that about you know, that issue of principles you talk about that um, really leader leadership is leadership. Leading people is leading mm-hmm. people. Um, and and it, 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 whether you're in the fire service, law enforcement, public safety, some way, the church, um, private industry, it's, we're all in the people business and it's all about leading people and we all lead people the same. And right. that's, that's, that's the been a lesson. Next time you get one of those uh, those calls, though, for uh, a corporate thing where you've got to go and do a keynote, 
you should show up and then just just talk to them about their smoke detectors and see how that goes. Don't do anything about leadership. I want all the stage, bring a smoke smoke detector with me, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, right. They didn't. They didn't detect the smoke that was going on behind the scenes in their offices. Right, uh, right. You know, have more. It was more than one kind of fire. You yeah. know, that's yeah. good mm-hmm. stuff there. Mm-hmm. No, and, and that's why. And kind of when we started the show, we that's what we were talking about is that, um, you know, the principle of things and mm-hmm. yes, stay principled. Then it doesn't matter what arena you rock in because we all. We all live by a certain amount of principles. We all live here on earth. And and no matter whether you're a good person, bad person, whether you try to defy principles or not, you're going to, it's going to, you're going to sub- submit to them, whether mm-hmm. you or not. You know? so, so the more you line yourself up with them, no matter what your profession or walk in life is, then um, that's just going to lead you to, better outcomes than the opposite, you know. And I think, you know, leaders who understand that um, have better better results, you know, and better reputations like you you didn't say maybe and maybe you did. But maybe I don't think one day, nineteen years ago, you said, Yeah, I think I'm gonna start being principled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. <laughs> and that'll lead to Division of succession planning. Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't think it happened like that. I think you were, mm-hmm. uh, you know, principled in the first place. And then yeah. well, that, that practice has led to these different revelations and blessings and stuff. Mm-hmm. That because that that's one of the things, part of my personal, one of the things that, <clears throat> that I've talked about and Dave and I've talked about and we haven't developed something. Um, to support it, but it's, we're always talking about ways just to continue to feed what we do. And uh, one of the things we tapped into is that personal succession planning. You know, we do it for jobs or our organizations, but that personal succession planning, you know, what, what am I going to be doing now? Where am I going to be in the future? What do I do? kind of legacy I want to leave for my children or grandchildren or whatever, or just period in your personal succession planning like for example you whether you called it or not you know i retired from being a fire chief the personal succession and so i could still be in the fire service but another capacity and that capacity is helping people in the fire service and beyond the and you still have a sense of part of a a personal succession plan you know and i really use the same principles that we use in in our organizations, then we will have those type of um, great outcomes as well. Yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, having read what you're writing and what the what your books and stuff look like, but uh, succession plans should be a part of life. <laughs> And just, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or something or a uh, father, with, you know, raising children uh, too as well, or your succession plan as the father or the mother, you know, 
we don't think we ever think about them. We may think about them in terms of businesses, but it's a it's a principle. And mm-hmm. the thing about principles is so cool. They apply to whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think about that. I, I think you're right on. As as you were as you were as you were talking and and Dave was talking, uh, you know, talking about the issues of principles and, and, and being 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 principled before getting promoted to the fire chief position. What what went through my mind is, you know, I had a I had a, a mom and dad who who beat principles into me before we before we ever now, before see, we uh, ever got there. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 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 there was some principle <laughs> development that had occurred, and and then and then they handed me off to a to a principled <laughs> individual that's kept me in line for a, for a number of years. So so yeah. yeah that, uh, my mother always uh, hit us, we call it, hit, hit us with the paw when we was growing up. And, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, you know what I'm she she could beat principals into us, but also beat us in the principal's office a few times. Right, right, right. <laughs> that was, that was yeah, never yeah. fun. That was, that's what happens when you get called to the school. So right, right, right. Yeah. You better right. not do, you know. Right, right. But anyway. Yeah, but, um, but nonetheless, I think real. those things like that help. And really, you know, I, you know, I got a couple of articles that I'm working on, and um, and it kind of address these same things. I know when we're talking about good home training and um, and the good home training we had growing up basically was it, it wasn't forgotten. You know, it was beaten into you. You just learn. It wasn't forgotten, and I think it helped with all of our work ethic that all of uh, my mother's children have. You know, all of us are gainfully employed. Um, nobody's, um, you know at least going to jail anytime soon, I think. And, and, right. and, and so, you know, but everything is, you know, we all are capable of feeding ourselves and raising children and have raised children and, and all of that. Um, but uh, when it applies to our careers, we all get work ethic. And uh, mm-hmm. it came from the principles of you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> and uh, how to know how to properly apply those principles. It, it just was no brainer for us to get up and go to work. It was no brainer to do a good job. It was no brainer to treat people. Well. No brainer to, um, um, you know, do all of these um, principal things that um, sometimes seem to be lacking, you know, in, in a lot of things you encounter today. And we do. And we just couldn't imagine operating, not operating any other way, but the way we were raised. And, and, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't raised that way because I'm trying to groom you become a fire chief one day. I'm trying to be a director or I'm trying to groom you to do whatever my brother Corey does, whatever he does anyway. But, but, but but what I'm saying is that. Don't talk about Corey. He's but yeah, it's just a principal way of of um, of um, being. And whatever you touch, you 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 affect that that outcome 
because you have a principle uh, yeah. a foundation, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, so that's it's, what, it's, it's who like, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. It's who you are. Uh, that's the thing that people want to work on uh, the least. They want to work on, you know, like something that, that they do. They have a problem. They want that solution. They don't want to uh, develop who they are. And, and that's often the thing that people think takes too much work or takes too long. We want to take a pill to lose weight instead of working out. We want to, you know what I mean, that kind of thing, as opposed to um, really just saying this is, I'm going to better who I am to meet whatever challenges, you know, come down instead of saying, you know, what's the quick solution for that challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because if if maybe if more people are like that, then you would have, you know, maybe you'd be out of business. You wouldn't have to have mm-hmm. <laughs> paid solutions because it wouldn't be so many problems. <laughs> you know, so I I think I think you called that exactly correct. Um, That's right. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we had some more principled decision makers out there, um, I I could I could I could wander around and talk about you know the color you're supposed to paint fire trucks versus (laughs) versus uh yeah versus this other this other junk that goes on yeah exactly exactly exactly. no i'm finding that out and uh and it's a great lesson for me i'm in um between learning i went back to school so i'm in the middle of my master's program now so between that and and working the um in in beautiful downtown collinsville well, you know what? I can't say beautiful downtown Collinsville. Um, years ago, they had a brand change. And when you say downtown, I learned that they thought you meant downtown St. Louis. So they flipped the brand. So now that everything was normally downtown, they call it Collinsville uptown. So <laughs> they beautiful downtown Collinsville. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful <laughs> uptown Collinsville. Who knows? But no, it's a great experience all the way around um, mm-hmm. um, for them to um, um, see what they saw in me to come over and and, and do what I do is been a um, um, a learning learning curve a, a 360 learning curve and then that mm-hmm. is when I'm learning a master's program I just feel like I'm almost as smart as Craig Haig right now, so I'm just the master finally solutions, you know. So yeah, it's uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe your maybe your program's different than it was for me. I felt like I was drinking water out of a fire hose while I was doing mine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know, one thing I said at uh, as we start to wrap up. I remember the thing that impressed me the the most when we came to do to Hanover Park and do um, glue up there is that uh, um, Chief Hay sat in on the and, and participated. Yeah, I mean, time David and I have, have been to different places. Yeah, uh, Chief Hay. And I'm Chief. Look, I mean, I got. Uh, um, I, uh, currently, I have Jason Hoverman um, in, in coming yep. first do tactics in Collinsville, 
And uh, so it's, it's been great. And, uh, you know, we got a little, uh, another class to do for us. But, and, and our fire chief actually has set in on the class as well. Um, and I've set in on class, even though I've seen it before. But I can't tell you how many times that um, David and I have, you know, taught a class. And if you're busy, because like I said, even sitting in on, Jason's class, there are things to pop up. I got to go take care of emails, deadlines, things of that sort. So you want to like walk past the office and say, uh, hey, we're on break. It's going really good in there. And I'm like, yeah, sound like they need to keep keep up the good work and let me know what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we run into teams like that. They're like, uh, how's it going in there? Well, it's going mm-hmm. great. Those guys really need it. Yeah, like, yeah. I think you need it. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> I was one of the few people who sat in, went through it, and you going through the same experience. They are anticipated. The same thing that to me uh, showed a lot of character and principle on your part as well. Yeah. I appreciate that. It was it was pretty incredible having you guys there with us and and. Uh, the approach that that you brought to the table, and and um, you know, to just the some of the some of the role playing thought processes, and 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 you know, sharing openly sharing with our folks, they you know, as they as they came out of there, they had clearly they had clearly grown, and then to watch them operate in that succession planning model. Cause you, I mean, we spent a lot of time tonight talking about succession planning. You guys were, you guys were part of developing what it is that we were doing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they, they use those principles and, and the folks that are in leadership, some of the top leadership positions now that sat in maybe as a, as a blue shirt fireman when you guys were there, mm-hmm. but oh, wow. they, 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 they've progressed up through and are leading the organization today. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, you guys had a huge impact on them, and mm-hmm. and how they how they do business. So uh, I I view this as this was kind of a team approach that uh, yeah. um, you know you guys were you guys were involved with, and it's pretty special to have that take place. Oh, that's good. It was one of the first times too we were able to see our effect, uh, the effect that we have people like you know like the the bio chemical effect like in real time like with those vests and stuff you can hear beep 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 we're doing the replays you can hear people it was pretty cool uh, you know Where you guys I? were there during the smarter study and um yeah yeah you know we 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 had these guys monitored you know through everything that they were they were doing throughout yeah. their shifts so so yeah you'd get a you get them cranked up, and we could literally watch. We can watch what was what was going on. What was going on? So my computer is smoking right now. <laughs> what are you guys doing to these guys in there? You know. And, and, and oddly enough, y'all set things on fire, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oddly enough, I saw something when I was studying, and your research actually came up in one of my studies. I'm like, I'm like. It was was weird now by doing stuff like I can say I know that guy. You know, like you read stuff or whatever. I know who that is. You know, I, I, I just read stuff 
about Forrest Reader years ago. And then next thing I know, Forrest Reader and I having a beer somewhere. And we're just, look at this Forrest Reader. Look right here. This Forrest Reader. You know? it's, just, it's just strange, you know, how. Uh, and I, and that's, these are things that make me feel blessed in what we do because uh, you read about people, you meet them, you know them. And, and some people are what you read about and some people aren't, but you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to name any names, you know, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. it's just a great, uh, it's a great, great experience. And I'm still mm -hmm. service, uh, just as much as I did when I came on the job, I was amazed. I worked 10 days a month and got paid, you know, that kind of money. I went to Collinsville and they 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 get paid even more. <laughs> but uh, no, we, yeah, but you know it's all about demographics, budgets, uh, you know, union negotiations and all that kind of stuff. And 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 generally, we are here to do the same job and make sure we could adequately feed our families and and go home every day um, that we get off. So um, and so in this capacity, I'm glad that I'm able to help. Um, facilitate that even better with with our with our with our members at Collinsville. And speaking of succession planning, um, even though I'm not as don't have a active definite thing in place, and that's something that I hope to uh, talk to you about going forward, um, just to make sure it matches up with our overall all of our groups of trying to do. But that's definitely a vision of mine. I, I was telling the guy the other day, he won uh, Firefighter of the Year. He's been a really good contributor in helping uh, contribute some training, necessary training stuff to the training division. But I told him, I said, I'm not going, I'm not doing 30 years here. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it because I don't want to be, you know, 92 doing it. So <laughs> I'm not doing 30 years here. But but so my my longest tenure of working for a fire service is behind me. But my mission is to understand the assignment. <laughs> That's a Scott Thompson joke. But anyway, I understand the assignment that, uh, that, that I'm here for a purpose. I'm here to lay the groundwork, build the division. And then but part of a strong part of that is to pass mm -hmm. it on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I already told them. We shouldn't be trying to get another chief from somewhere else to come in here. Mm -hmm. They didn't have one. Whether the master plan was to create the position, and I'm supposed to, you know, you know, jump it, you know, get it, yeah. get it. <laughs> after, after jump it, and we get this thing running and get this thing rolling. Um, I'm looking to see who won next. You know, who got next? Step up. And do this thing and uh, and build even better than than what what you know what I'm gonna leave leave it as and um, so I'm already identifying some people um, you know whether you're officer or not you want this you know you a, a decade if, if that much for it to come come get some and some really stepping up and kind of rebuild who they are and as I'm identifying I'm trying to. Um, come up with strategic ways to involve them in the growth of everything and show them what the what it should look like um, based on my advice from people like you and all of my friends around the around the globe 
and uh, and setting them up for future success. That succession planning that I can look back one day and say, yeah, I was part of that. I'm not like you said, I forced out. I'm leaving on my terms, and here's <laughs> you know, thing going and be proud that I was part of the the success. You know, so thank you for the vision, Chief. Well, I hope I hope that the um, I hope the residents and the leadership of, of Collinsville understand what a step they took and how critically it is an an important step that they took to say we're gonna we're gonna bring Larry in we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put this thing together. Um, most most fire service uh, organizations that I deal with aren't, aren't that forward thinking, that visionary. Mm. And so, um, man, you guys, you guys should be applauded for doing that work. And I, I just hope that I hope there's the recognition of excellence that was exhibited in leadership to say, Hey, you know what, this is important. We're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. It, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the leadership is, you know, from everybody I've met from the city manager uh, you know, and all the stakeholders that make the mayor and all the decision makers in Collinsville. Uh, one of the things that attracted me to the job was not so much like, oh, you could be a chief here because I was cool. I had a job as a, and, you know, I yeah. loved my job as a teams. But what, what was attractive when they said, you're the one we picked. And I was like, wow, you know, but their attraction was, uh, as I can see the vision and the growth, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, huge economic growth within the next five to 10 years in Collinfield with the master plan. And matter mm-hmm. of the things I'm studying in the master plan or um, things that I'm using to help me um, develop uh, my research, even in my college classes. So now I'm getting kind of a crash course, so to speak, in both. I get to learn what's going on in Collinsville through the major mm-hmm. thing that I have to yeah. do for my assignments. So yeah. I want to be really, you know, uh, so with that vision cast and me doing my job, uh, going to work every day, I'm not only just laying the groundwork for a training division, but I'm also seeing how it all fits into the big picture. Yeah. And like seeing all these things line up and you are inter- integral contributor to to that vision so um, so once they decided here's where the community is going we got some things we got some promises made we got some money already spent and set aside we need a fire department to catch up with this too mm-hmm. not going to be sustainable for where we're going and that's why they um you know developed the roles that they did with the mm-hmm. chief kind of revamping things. We're in the middle of building a new firehouse. Uh, we're making plans for that now. Mm-hmm. That is some of the staffing models may have to change. So there's a lot of, I, I came in at a time where there's a lot of great things going mm-hmm. and to be a lot of and be able to help lay that, that, that uh, foundation. Man, it's a, it's a, I couldn't have, I couldn't have picked a better experience. So yes. That's that's cool stuff. That that's just mm-hmm. really good stuff. And it what's and it, exciting it, about all of that is the thing the notion of how of, of leaving the fire service better than when you 
and all the things that that we've been talking about tonight, the session planning, uh, the things with building up the training division and everything in Collinsville, and all of that is is about saying, yes, I'm here to do this job, you know, for the community that we serve, but also how am I making sure that when I do leave, even if I, I haven't directly trained uh, what would be my replacement, how have I created uh, what would be a succession plan for the fire service mm-hmm. in general? Have I improved mm-hmm. in, during my tenure? And that's mm-hmm. that's an important thing that, you know, that you both would be able to say, you know, that you've done. So that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing, too, is the fact that you're putting into the minds of firefighters the concept of succession planning. Chief <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. just was saying that, you know, the, the uh, executives and people out here like that are the ones who've really been buying his books and stuff. But that's just, in my opinion, because they're more, have been more... Um, exposed to what you're teaching, but not necessarily, you don't go to a files and hear people talking about principal-centered this and succession planning that, you know, like how you, you know, the principals are putting out a fire. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when, that's, uh, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But they, but nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, but probably few people have connected the dots that putting out that fire and the principles you use to do that is the same as the fires you put out within yourself and how you think, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how you run your, you know, how you, you elevate yourself up at the ladder of, um, of becoming an officer or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not something that's been commonly, uh, you know, taught in, in, in fire, becoming a firefighter. Was that in the firefighter uh, books that you all did when you all became firefighters? Probably not. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. Not, not absolutely, absolutely not. So uh, now, no though, it, even even though they're not as much as um, the people that were in other professions, it was just mainly because that's who people would target when they would have principles and start talking about principles and all these kinds of things. And so, but now, it's, see, it's it's you know, it's like your book and your training program. It's, it's due season. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this, and we start to wrap up. Um, it's it's a lot to be said when your book is is bought by people outside the fire service. It says a lot about the character of the book because um, because that's the same thing Frank Viscuso deals with you know, step up and lead most of his, um, most of his clients, um, or he got a lot of clients outside of the fire service, you know, I mean, yeah, those contracts with NASA and Jersey Mike's and and everybody else, you know, and um, so people want him to come in and and teach step up and lead principles, even though it was, you know, um, stemmed in his, you know, fire service experience, you know, so, so it's in, it's in good company when it's can um, cross over um, uh, different uh, professions and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's not just 
just a fire service book. It's a principal book. And I used to tell my recruits all the time when I did a recruit club, I said, what kind of business we in? I said, firefighting service, and I went in the people business. We just happen to steal, you know, so <laughs> we're in the well people said. business. Yeah. yeah, and when you're in the business and you really develop yourself as a person, your team, and and really use those that love for people to serve people, that makes you a better firefighter. Mm-hmm. Firefighter lets you understand that um, <clears throat> it's. And I guess you could use it in the same as we use the priority on the fire ground. You know, it's life safety. You know, uh, property conservation, incident stabilization. Life is all. You know, and uh, so it's no different when we are dealing with people in a non-fire emergency situation. You know, put put that first. And everything else will fall in line. Um, man, it's been great talking to you again. We want to start to wrap things up, and and we have had people on our show a couple of more than a few times, depending on what we're <laughs> all talking about or how they're involving. So uh, you got a home here. You come out with some new books and a new line people with solenoids and stuff to test <laughs> feel free to come on and talk about it you know oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that very much see how we can get you down in Collinsville I'm still working on the budget for 24 now so as I prioritize things we'll we'll let you know what's up with that but right. um, but more or less you know get to see you on the road and um see your FDIC and, and just see uh, uh, it's, it's just fun um, communicating like this and seeing each other on the road and just continue to develop these relationships we have with all these great people in the fire service and uh, and for me um, to be able to do it with my family like I do is really a blessing mm-hmm. we've been mm-hmm. crazy with each other for a long time and, mm-hmm. and they and they won't go away. But yeah, but it's, it's a blessing to uh with your fam with both families, your firefighter family and your family, you know. But um um we'll start with David, go around uh, well, we'll start with our guests. I don't know what I'm saying. Start with our guests. Have some parting words, David, Mama, then I Well, my parting words would would be what we've what we've talked about um, all throughout the the messaging tonight. It's all about the people, it, it, whether it's about the people we lead or the people we serve. What it what it is that we do, and whatever role you're in, we cannot lose the fact that it's all about the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> these are the kinds of conversations I you know enjoy. The most just, you know, kind of talking about about principles and about, you know, how aligning yourself with them is aligning yourself with success, uh, how you're able to, like you were talking about, uh, Chief, in, uh, in the book, being transparent, how you're able to take uh, the challenging times that you had and not look at them as, you know, failures, but as opportunities to learn something that made you better, but even more importantly, things that you could then share with other people. So maybe they don't, you know, hit those same pitfalls or whatever, you know, um, uh, like Larry was saying, I enjoy going around uh, the country and, uh, and, and traveling with him 
uh, is is court ordered, but no, I'm just playing. Is a <laughs> is a is a thing that you know that I enjoy doing, but but also you know like talking with and rubbing elbows with, with people like yourself who what you're saying is really wise and also you know like highly intelligent on another level, but then uh, you're so you know down to earth and accessible, and I feel like without even having read the book that that's the kind of experience that, you know, the reader uh, will have. And so I just think that, you know, that that's a real asset. Obviously, it's a real asset also for uh, other people in leadership positions outside of the fire service. So kudos to you, sir. And uh, we look forward to you. you being back on the show, man. I love being with you guys. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well I'm just happy to see you again. And to hear you, you know, preach. (laughs) 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 And, uh, but, but also, one of the things I'm most excited about is that this type of teaching and principle centered uh, information is now reaching, you know, going over into what we used to call blue collar. I don't know if they still use that term, uh, professions, because initially they were mostly targeted with people who were working in offices and, you know, executives and things like that. But, you know, everything has its time and everything has its day. So now you are one of the leaders who's brought it to professions that needed it just as much as any other profession. And so, because you can't, their principles belong in, there is no profession that a principle does not belong. And so, I think you're just a, a, what you call it, a, you're a leader, but you're also an innovator, you know. <laughs> so, you you coming out with that, and eventually it'll be all, it'll be common in the, under these conditions, under those firefighters and police officers and everybody, you know, in those kind of professions, uh, just like it is in the one. It's just that they went to the, the offices first, you know, they went to the exec, executives first and stuff like that. But the, when you talk about principles, they're applicable to whoever and whatever. And I'm just proud to know you that you were insightful enough to say, hmm, this we need a succession plan, <laughs> you know, and, and and all those kinds of things because it was it was true, and you were the you were the, um, you know, one of the innovators that brought it to them. So you keep on keeping on, and the other people are going to see it, know it because that's who have been targeted so long. But your your initial uh, people that you were targeting, don't give up on them. They just they they're coming. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I told them about the the uh, glue program. You know, you, you coming now? See, even targeting firefighters—they're the ones that needed to be targeted. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that was good. So same thing I feel about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank I you, ma'am. I appreciate book. it. Now get me a book. Mm-hmm. And right. I said that so you could give me a book. I'm, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm not give me. A book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get. We'll get one in the mail to you. <laughs> my good friend. My good friend. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I you know, you have to use what you got. 
Right, right, yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Just, I'm just think. I just think this is great, 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 great. Yeah, well, you, we had to get you back on the show because you know, Mama kept saying we're gonna get that nice Craig head back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you make it sound like a soap opera, you know, success. Right, right. right. <laughs> 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 head gets the innovator. I like that kind of stuff. Right, but uh, no, mm-hmm. man. Thanks, thanks for being back on the show. And, uh, mm-hmm. Um, and and thanks for continue to be um, you. You know you, you uh, personalities, principal personalities you can depend on is is and that um, sometimes feels rare today. Uh, and so be able to say you know you're the same uh, person that we met and was impressed with um, um, how you do things to spend your time, but you ever change who you are um, and these things that are um, important to me because um, as I continue to uh, continue to grow, uh, continue to weed out the, the, the poses and the fake friends and continue to um, connect with the real people and the real friends, um, it's, it's good that um, somebody's still there, still probably still home. <laughs> you know? Be like, where is so and so? You know, they they, they were playing principal, but they weren't really. They was, they was old, you know, so they they we had to kick them out the island, you know. So I'm just glad, I'm glad you're still here and keep. You know, it's going to be a lot of success, and and it's probably a lot of things you experience like David and I have that uh, things you couldn't even predict that are that are. Um, adding to the success of uh, helping people and making uh, every day getting up in the morning, making it feel fulfilling. Because sometimes people retire and that's it. They just wake up and exist. People all the time, I'm always work. I just don't want to have to work, you know, so that's, I'll do something I'm enjoying and I'm even pursuing more education because there's more uh, insulting, you know, so insulting, consulting. <laughs> That's too. David does. I'm you get you get bored. You get bored. Give me a call. I got I got some work out there. Hand off to you. Right, 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 right. But you're more consulting than so. Because I'm glad you get out there, brother, and and, and start to lead, be a trailblazer. Because when we get out there and start transition to that, you know, it's enough out there, right? Because this is it's a cruel, cruel world, Craig. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they need our help. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, Craig will understand. We're we're on the mission from God, you know. So we're gonna be absolutely, the absolutely, we're gonna be the blues brothers of of. <laughs> 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 David, Larry, and, and Craig Blues. But anyway, it's always good to see you. We'll be in touch. And, uh, and uh, uh, keep up the good. We're praying for you, brother. Keep up the good work. Thank you. 
God bless uh-huh. you guys. God bless yeah. you too. We'll, uh, you too. we'll be you. back. We'll be back in another seven weeks with another great guest. Uh, whenever we start getting into the um, the holidays, by the time we circle back again, uh, and I'll be a year older because uh, mm. turns, he turns on November first. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't say my age is from my mom because he was adopted. He always did. <laughs> You know what I'll say. It would be sponsored by Medicaid. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Medicaid and being gay, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so, right, right. But, uh, yeah, so. This is a good show. This was a good one. See, uh, blessed to see another November 1st. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'll, I'll see you guys on the other side of that. Check out our website at www.foodnationldc.com. Digital Fire Engineering, David got a series of great articles on the digital version of Fire Engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, he's cranking them out like hotcakes. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and, and I like hotcakes with a sugar-free stuff. So. <laughs> right there, right there. <laughs> you check those out. I think, think Matt's going to hit the, the, the hard copy magazine. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, good home training, and, yeah. Yeah, good home training um, maybe November, maybe my birthday month or December. So check that out. Um, but anyway, uh, we all we we all still doing work, putting in work, trying to make the fire service better. So we'll check you out in there, another um, seven weeks and uh, for another mm-hmm. another great topic on the next episode of the Larry Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, everybody. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, Visit MagnaGrip.com. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its Fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit EmergencyNetworking.com. IFSTA is dedicated to updating firefighting techniques and safety through the creation of our manuals, apps, curriculum, resource one, and more. Our high-quality, technically accurate, and affordable training and education materials have made us a worldwide leader of the fire service. Visit us at ifsta.org for more information. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit TenkataFabrics.com slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics.